Welcome to the Super Flexible Podcast, episode 112. We don't have any Halloween themes or anything, I don't think, but it is Halloween. Happy Halloween. Um, Hill with Bill. Hill with. Hill with. I wanted to say it's (laughs) Bill Bill, but it's Hill with. Now I'll just talk like a little kid. I'm Hill with (laughs) Bill McAfee from (laughs) my host today for the Super Flexible Podcast. Man, how the hell are you? Doing good. Uh, Happy for this afternoon show again. Uh, Love doing these and happy to be here. I love these, dude. And you've got some traveling to do. Um, so so we'll try to get out of here. But, I mean, it'll probably put you in a better mood for your travels. There you go. Didn't you say you had to travel somewhere? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be on the road uh, in about, what, an hour and a half. So, yeah. We are going to donate a penny for every um after this. <laughs> Damn it. Here's my $100. <laughs> so... We're gonna get to some studs for duds, studs versus duds. Bill, you uh, That's so close. We this we week. dude, yours was crazy. I mean, I was looking at and I was even rooting for you. I was like, oh my gosh, how does he get so unlucky? Like it was like point four off or something like that. Point zero six. Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of so I I'm in a league. And it got me thinking, I don't know how you, like, this is, I'm going to cover two things with this. Jacob Eason, and I'm also in a league that is a one-quarterback league converting to a Superflex league next year. Um, We've known about it for, oh, there was an um. Does that um count? Does it count if I count out an um? So that was like four ums. (laughs) This is going to be a a rough rough estimate. Jerk uh, that gives three pennies into somebody's. Uh, yeah, I'll just yeah. Uh, donate five bucks somewhere and get it out of the way and try my best from here on out. There you go. Um, <laughs> there's another one. Damn it! It's so weird when you're trying not to do it. How you start to notice it? Sorry, guys. We'll uh, we'll stop making the um jokes. <laughs> but so Jacob Eason, like we have the trade deadline coming up, and I mentioned that because of this. Like my head says, what if Jared Stidham gets traded? And then at that moment, the Jacob Eason value goes up a little bit just because, and he's not going to start this year as long as Phillip Rivers is healthy. I don't even know how you feel about Jacob Eason. This isn't one of those things we've talked about even a little bit, I don't think, Bill. So what I did in this league, I only have two quarterbacks. I have Josh Allen and Matt Stafford. One quarterback league converting to Superflex next year. I have a very strong one quarterback team, but I don't have that third quarterback. So I've been kind of trying to get like those guys that we talk about for the future, the stashes. What I did was sent a team in much need of a running back, Adrian Peterson, and a 2022 third for his Jacob Eason, and he accepted. I'm trying to find a way to get a quarterback in this league building for the future, but not, I don't want to blow up this team that is, it's a first place team right now. You know, anything happens in the playoffs, but still like, I don't want to blow up what I have to get what I need to be viable for the future. The way we like to be viable in a super flex league. Um, first of all, like, am I just like, are you going to piss on my sunshine? Cause you're not excited about Jacob Eason or like, how do you feel about Jacob Eason? I think he's a, a real like 
hit or miss guy, so I don't mind it because I think if he does hit, it's going to be pretty good. I think that, like, I, I liked him coming out of the draft, like when I was doing my uh, quarterback reviews for, for the draft, and I think he was my number four quarterback. So he uh, he's, a, he's a guy that I do like, and I, I think there's a lot of upside, and he's still learning, so there's a lot of growth for him. And I think that I think that's a fine trade for you because you're not really doing anything with Adrian Peterson and a third rounder. Right. That's just a flyer anyway. So to get those two pieces for at least a guy who has the potential to have an opportunity next year, I think that's a fine trade. Yeah. I mean, and it's having a lot of hope. Like my other quarterback, I think I have that even has that little bit of hope are like, I have Josh Rosen, which the hope is getting so small. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, thought about fading away. Yeah. I thought about trying to get Haskins or somebody like that. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he needs to be in a situation now. Like, I don't think he's going to be the starting quarterback ever again for Washington. Yep, that's probably true. So where does he go that ends up putting him in a situation to be better than a backup? (laughs) Yeah, that's a – I don't know. I I don't think – I think there's going to be a little bit of – I think any of these guys who kind of lose their opportunity are going to be thrust into a backup job. I mean, that's just the way it's going to work. Because there's most teams aren't going to bank their starting position on one of them. Yeah. Like a team that's acquiring them. So I think that you're just going to have to be a patient with any of those guys. But they're all worth an ad, I think, just for the potential. But the problem is you got to at some point learn to cut bait on these guys, like in particular Rosen. And I'm in that same situation as you are. Yeah. Where like I'm like, he's still on some of my rosters, like on my 14 team leagues. And I'm just like, man, like I. I He's just sucking up a roster spot, and what? there's pretty much zero chance of him starting probably for the next two years if he stays with Tampa. Yeah, yeah. And then with that said, I mean, you bring up an interesting situation. Like, if he is in Tampa developing, I think I like him there developing more than a lot of places. Sure. If there's ever going to be anything, he is still a young guy, but... It's one of those things where you have to kind of, like you said, just start to find ways to cut bait. And at this point, though, if depending on your depth, I mean, th- there's leagues that you and I are in together where I've been like, is it is it time to drop Rosen to make to pick this player up here or to go this other direction? And for whatever reason, I'm having a hard time just cutting bait. Where, oh, man, talking this out with you is really good. I, I feel like it's time to cut him almost in some of those situations, isn't it? I think so. I think in the deeper leagues, it's it makes a little more sense to hold on to him just because any the chance of hitting on any quarterback is a positive. But he's not even the backup right now. He's on their practice squad, I believe. Yeah. So he's a f- quite a few levels away from being a contributor. And I think there's going to be plenty of opportunity over the next year that you'll start hearing rumblings that he's looking good. But we've not heard any of that that he's looking amazing in camp or anything like that, or he looks like the heir apparent or anything like that. And typically you'll hear something if he's looking really good. And, and so that's, that's my biggest concern with him, but I get it. I mean, a guy who was drafted in the top 10 picks and, mm-hmm. or whatever it was, and just the, the hope there, like you're not, you don't run into those guys that often, but we've seen guys that, that get drafted that quickly, you know, fade away. I mean, Gabbert, like he never pretty much started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like after a certain point, so yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a tough one, but because the upside's there, right? And that's what you're always fighting against is what what you think his ceiling is. But I mean, he's not made it on now three teams, so 
that's a concern. Yeah. So let's stay on Eason for one quick moment here. Would you prefer Jacob Eason and a 2021 mid to late first or Gardner Minshew? <laughs> At this moment? At oh, this geez. moment in time. Jeez. I mean, I think I'm probably... I mean, ultimately, I think it depends on my team if I'm con- competing this year. Let's say... I'm going to take Minshew, but, I mean, let's if it say was just you're a... in contention, but you have, um, you have a... You have two starters you like more than Gardner. Okay. I'd probably make that trade. I I, I think I can move that first for somebody else I like better. What if he's your QB2? Pardon me? What if he's your QB2? QB2 and I'm a contender. I'm, I probably am not making that trade because I feel like he's still going to put up points for me the rest of the season, and I'm willing to eat that value. And out of contention, I feel like the, I know the answer to this, yeah. but you're probably making the move. Yeah. I'm just not super confident in Minshew being a starter next year. Dude, it's getting tough, right? Yeah. It's, I, 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 He's got the broken know, I'm thumb now, torn ligaments. Him. And I'm hoping for you because I know you have a fair amount of them. I'm in deep, um, yeah. And I have them in a handful of teams. And, you know, I think he's just going to end up being kind of almost Rosen-like in a way where he's just going to end up dying on my roster because I don't think pe- many people are going to be paying that for him at the moment. Yeah, Unfortunately. it's tough. I mean, he there's a chance he doesn't play out of the bye week. Yeah, that's why I read that. That's uh, He has something wrong with his thumb. but Yeah, multiple fractures in his thumb and torn ligaments. Huh, I didn't even see him get hurt. That's weird. He apparently had the injury week six and didn't mention oh. it to the team till after week seven. Oh, wow. Yeah, I wouldn't either, <laughs> even yeah. if I was in his situation. Right. No, nah, I'm going to try to play through this, so... Yeah, that's interesting. Who do you pick up uh, behind him? Like, which quarterback would you prefer? Well, for me, I think I'm going with um, Jake Luton. And and I think that they're going to at least want to see, because Glennon, I don't think, is good. I agree. So unless they want to try to lose, I don't think he makes the team better. It doesn't really let them see what they have around them. So I think you at least see what you have in that quarterback, or your rookie. Yep. I mean, that's kind of who I would invest in if, I'm the gardener owner. That's who I would try to go after. Yeah, I agree. That's who I was adding in some of my leagues today once I saw that news about, about Minshew. I, I saw, like, everybody started adding. If Luton wasn't on anybody's roster, you just my phone started lighting up with him getting added. And then I saw a few people adding Glennon, I think, just just in case, you know. And But I, I agree with you. I think Luton is the guy that they're they're going to give a chance. Yeah. So last thing, unless you have anything you wanted to add, Ben DiNucci, I'm in Trade Addicts 8, and my quarterbacks are, I'm starting Matthew Stafford. I might have talked to you a little bit about this in our uh, Voxer chat, but I'm, I have both my quarterbacks, Kyler Murray and Gardner, actually, huh, surprise, surprise, are on a bye <laughs> week this week. So I've got Matthew Stafford starting, and I mean, half my team is on bye this week. I am... Five and two, I believe, or six and one. I am a. I'm second place. Okay. I traded away a twenty twenty two third to get Ben DiNucci. I also have Andy Dalton, but I don't think Andy's starting this week. Um, I, Kyle Allen is always my favorite cheap quarterback to go after, but they're yeah. on a bye week. So yeah. I, I made this move just in case, just to have one in there. So yeah, are you I starting mean, Ben or Hunter Renfro? 
Am I starting Ben DiNucci or Hunter Renfro? Yep. That's your options. That's real Jeez. life. That's your real life options. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm probably starting. Uh, so they play Cleveland. Is that correct? Um, I believe so. Uh, the Raiders. Yeah, I can pull it up. Yeah, it's all right. I think I'm going to just hope that Danucci, they're going to do a real short passing game and he's going to they're going to have him just getting getting the ball out of his hands quickly. Ugh, that's tough. Yeah. I mean, they're playing he, looked, Philly. he he threw a couple of interceptions what last game and he only played like a very <laughs> they only had him dropping back to throw passes maybe a handful of times. Oh and, man, it, it looked bad. Yeah. But he was super unprepared, right? Like but he wasn't I mean, getting dude, any of the reps. And uh, and John mentioned it on the Super Show that he was on with Jacob Vine. But but I mean, every quarterback is just out there getting decimated behind that yeah. O line. You know, like they're just. I mean, what are you supposed to do? And now they've got this guy who's admitted like it's fast. You know, the NFL is yeah. fast. Like he's not used to this at all. So. I think based on your situation with the fact that you said there's a lot of players on your team on by that it sounds like you're going to need a little bit more upside with your play mm-hmm. uh, with the guys that are in your lineup. I would just put Danucci in and hope for the best because I don't necessarily think Hunter Renfro is ever going to be getting you more than like, what's his ceiling? 15 points. Yeah. Pr- probably something like that with a, with a two point floor, you know, he's probably like, yeah, to get me five to eight points. Yeah, exactly. So I would probably just roll the dice with Ben and hope for the best. And if not, it's not like you really lost that much. Yeah, and and I think something like this, like, you have to look at this, your picks. We're talking about picks here. You have to look at those picks as a, as a certain, like, it, they have a certain, like, value. Like, almost like a numeric value that if you're in a situation like me and I'm taking care of my business, I'm almost getting a small loan and I have to pay a certain amount of interest on that. And that interest is that pick. And that's where he's going to get his value by knowing that he's going to get a little bit that that value of his pick will go up. Whereas I'm just kind of getting what I need, that quick fix. So you unfortunately have to pay for it, even if like you would have never thought about this guy or um, you, you kind of have to pay for those things you need in a certain way, like. I offered a 2021 fourth and Keyshawn Johnson because I would have had to drop somebody anyway to make this move. And that was declined for the 2022 third because I don't have a 2021. So I just accepted it. You know, I was just like, eh, you know, it's two years away for that pick. And I was willing to kind of take out that loan. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and, and that's the way that as a contender, you need to be using your late round picks, right? Like typically if you have, a a good team that means you probably have a decent amount of depth anyway so to be using like using your third and fourth round picks that you're going to potentially end up having to cut anyway because you're you don't have the spots for them you know why not use them for something that can help you out throughout the season yep yeah you almost have to i just want to win heck yeah (sighs) we mentioned studs versus duds a little bit week seven results um bill took Goff at 76% ownership versus Kyle Allen at 4% would have had just like a great margin there with a 72 points you would have got. You were 0.4 points away, or actually 0.5, but Goff had 16.9 points to Kyle Allen's 16.86 points. Uh, 
That's that's disappointing. When I saw that on your sheet today, <laughs> my my heart sunk. Like I literally and then I saw that donut emoji again. Like it's just like it's it's helping me because I don't want to eat donuts because every time I look at them it's I I feel like a failure of this game. I mean, it's just my my self-image of this studs or duds game is just awful. We'll uh, we'll try to get you some redemption this week, Bill. You can go first, but I hear if at first you don't succeed, try try again. But I mean, you still did show like, yeah. And I know yeah. like that we want some points here, Bill. You need some damn points, but you did still show like kind of the point of the game, like how you can play those matchups still and get somebody like Kyle Allen still to help you out in the super flex format especially if you haven't gone like qbx like john hogue wants us doing and um you're in those situations now where you're feeling it there there are some strategies we still want to help you with if you've had those injuries and or if if you didn't draft that damn smart (laughs) (laughs) um by all means i think that uh john got pretty close on this too i kind of i kind of didn't do that good John John probably won with having Teddy as the dud because he was the cl- he had actually the most points at nineteen point sixteen for Teddy, but he lost to Breeze at twenty three point six eight points. But Teddy had a good week. Breeze did all right. How much are you willing to pay for Breeze on one of those contenders? Where would it? Would you rather me have gone for Drew Breeze than Ben <laughs> Danucci? <laughs> Yeah, because I know he's going to start, you know, for, yeah. for the whole time. But like what if I'm a if I have Breeze, like what do I need for him? Mm-hmm. If I'm like let's say I am a like 2 and 2 and 5 team and I'm the fourth lowest scoring team, I might move him for a second round pick. Oh, really? Yeah. So would you do it because I don't have any? Would you do it for a 2022 first? Probably Easy? because I probably would, but I'm very, I'm very loose with my my quarterbacks. I'm very fine moving the, those older ones and just replacing them with somebody younger and cheaper. Breeze or Brady for that? Oh, Brady, first. Brady, no question. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, just because I think he's going to play next year. Breeze, I'm a little worried about. Like he he looks like he's becoming Philip Rivers a little bit in the the way he's. You know, he's just kind of degrading a little bit. So I'm not super confident that he's going to be playing next year, and that's why I'm willing to maybe take less for him right now if I'm not a contender. Yeah. Would you take but the 2020? Would you take that first for Brady? No, I wouldn't. Because I know I, I'm, very, I'm very confident he'll be on my team next year. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm not going to move a 2020 or a, a year and a half starter for you know, for just a first rounder next year. Yeah. No, I hear that. So mine, mine last week was a beauty. I took dud Andy Dalton, 40% owned, and I put him up against stud Carson Wentz at 62% ownership. And Wentz had 28.76 points to my Andy Dalton's 3.6 points. Ooh. Yeah. I could have, if I would have put Andy Dalton up against Cam Newton, I would have won this week. <laughs> Me too. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> but even with, even with my dud being Dalton, who only had 3.6 points, like Cam Newton had, I think, like 2.8 or something in this format. 
I don't know if you just got the message from Hoag, but he gave an entry in for studs for studs. Oh, what did, do you have it? Yeah, he just uh, um, messaged us. Ooh, I like it. You want it, you, you want me to add it, or we gonna um, get when we get to that? I'm sorry, we're not there. Yeah, yet. you can add it, or you can just you can end up saying it, and I'll write it okay. down. Whatever we end up having to do. Okay. Nice, I like that. Yeah, that man Cam looks rough, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and he knows it, which I like. I, I respect that about an athlete. I do. Um, I mean, even he was saying, like, yeah, I should be benched. Yeah. So sounds like he has the job for now. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much beneath him, right? So. Uh-uh. He, he's hurting his chances of getting any kind of long-term deal there that we may have thought he deserved from those for first sure. couple of weeks. Yeah, he sure is. And But, and you know, some people have brought this up on some pods I've listened to, and it's like how much of this is like a COVID aftermath? You know, some people claim that there's like fogginess in the brain and and that after you've dealt with COVID and, you know, he might still be dealing with some sort of, you know, mm-hmm. he some might, of that. He might even be weak. Yeah, exactly. It, is this really that much different than Darnold coming back from that kissing disease? Yeah. Sam Darnold's still coming back from that. <laughs> yeah, a year later. Look at him. <laughs> or was that called the gay gastritis <laughs> yeah man i don't know i think even sam darnold like andy dalton and him might have been close last week too yeah probably yeah he uh didn't do me very well in uh one of my trade edX leagues or my only trade edX league yeah so we are cooking along let's uh let's try to help them with some duds that they can play in places some dud- studs if if they need to okay should we let john go first yeah he's already you know, brought up his, so um, I'll let him steal all of my play, but it's, that's okay. It's funny he's not even here and he's more prepared than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, bar- barely, uh, you know, I'm barely more prepared than you, let's be honest. So uh, John said he wants to go with Locke as his dud. Ooh. And I don't know the percentage offhand. Uh, versus uh, Breeze. Uh, who's 88% versus Chicago. All right. And, uh, man, so Drew Locke. <clears throat> Pardon me. Where are you at with Drew Locke? I mean, we've got a little time here, but yeah, and, and I, I'm not yeah. even trying to, but I think this is a great one. And I don't know if John, and this is a great matchup, by the way. The ownership on Locke is 9%, and okay. they're playing the Chargers. Yeah. So, are you concerned though? Like, like we maybe with Gardner, maybe a little different. Obviously, every situation is different. But I mean, I I have some. I I bought into it. I'm I'm blaming John Hogue, but I bought into it, <laughs> and I have some lock shares, dude. Like especially from startups that I did this year. I was I was trying to get him. I thought he was yeah. a fair price, but yeah, I. I'm not. I've not been that guy. I'm actually more on the opposite side of of that with Locke. I'm very. I have a very hard time adding guys that I'm. I don't feel good about their talent, and we're we're selling them or we're buying them because of all the talent around them. And that that's just the one one of those things that it, I didn't. He didn't look great last year. They they won some games with him playing, but he didn't look great. And until he freestyle rapped. Right, well, right. And then and I, I was mean, in, dude. He's one cool mofo, but like 
you know, I mean, and that's probably part of it. You know, it's like why people love Juju. It's why people love yeah. Minshew. It's like all these guys, you it, know, they're endearing mm-hmm. and, and that's cool. And I mean, I I'll root for him for sure, but I just, I'm not sold on his talent and you know, a lot of teams weren't sold on his talent and that's why he got picked up in the middle of the second round. And so like he still has the opportunity to progress and get better and all of that. And, you know, he was kind of dealt a blow by getting hurt early and, and all of that. But at some point, the team's going to have to make a decision on whether he is their guy, right? And mm-hmm. that can come as quickly as this offseason. And, yeah. and he might be in the same position as Gardner is. And and that's kind of like I was higher on Minshew going into this year than, than Locke, to be honest right. with you. Yeah. Just because I felt like Minshew had a better shot long term. And I hadn't really seen anything. I'd seen something from Minshew. I hadn't seen anything from Locke yet. Yeah, and, and, and Locke, I mean, by all means, Gardner's playing better than him. Gardner's playing better sure. than a lot of quarterbacks. If you start to squeeze the numbers and really look at him, he's just not winning. He's in right. such a crummy situation. But then Locke, like you said, I mean, he's never really put it together. I think you make some great points, I think. And even with Gardner, you could say this too. Like Gardner got some cool points with us last year. And, um, but he did really good too. Like, but Gardner definitely got some cool points. I think we do do that with like Locke and Juju and those players. I think that we do enjoy owning those players. It's, it's fun for us. Sure. But I mean, even Locke, right. It's a fourth round pick by the Broncos. I don't think they have a lot invested there. They could easily move on as well. I'm pretty sure he was a second round pick. Oh, was he? Yeah. Middle of second, I believe. So, I'll look it up while we're talking. So that's pretty high. Yeah. But not a first rounder, you know. I mean, if you Correct. can move on from Josh Rosen or Haskins or these guys, you can move on from second round pick too. Yeah, he was pick 42 in the second uh, total pick 42 overall. So I'm ten, really concerned. pick of the second round. Like I, I have teams where I have Gardner and Drew Locke. Ooh, that yeah, that's rough. Like I, I would like to just package them together for one guy. Like who could you think you could get? That's just it. You need somebody. It's an that that's a tough one to do because I think with Locke for some people they're still sold on the future, but with Gardner they're not. So right. you almost have to talk to a contender with Gardner, and yeah. and you then you're probably not you're going after like Jacob Eason in that first and that you know what I mean instead of right a, another quarterback and then with Drew Locke you can almost talk to the non-contenders and try to add something to lock to maybe get like Stafford or something. Yeah, I can buy that. That makes more sense. I don't know. It's a tough one to pull off with these guys now, but you almost have to have the depth at quarterback to be able to move these guys without worrying about quarterback. Yep. And and we all don't have that. I've got it. I don't even have it on all my teams. You know, I have it on teams. I draft like that. But then once I got comfy with Gardner, I, I, you know, in my other two quarterbacks, whatever they may be, like I have a team where I have Dak, Gardner, and Herbert, and I had Haskins. So now my only comfort for the rest of the year is Herbert. Right. And then I have Dak for next year, but I, I'm not like I'm. I have Gardner for this season, but then as far as the future goes, I'm, I'm. I don't have any comfort anymore. So. Once I get comfortable with my teams, and I guess I should be more patient, I move down to like three or four quarterbacks versus what I like to draft, which is like five or six. And, uh, man, I, I don't know. I think this year, hold on to your quarterbacks tighter than ever. 
<laughs> in a weird way. Like, I don't know. I was even looking at our pure Michigan team, and I have some quarterback depth in that league where I wouldn't mind moving some quarterbacks, but I'm just like, huh, is this year the year to do it? Like, I don't know. Yeah, <sighs> it's a, it's a, it all depends, right? Like, it's so I'm if I'm in your situation and I have a lot of depth, and I usually don't quite play it like that where I just, like, bombard quarterbacks. Like, I'm very much fine grabbing, like, two two guys I'm really comfortable with then the the third guy that's you know maybe an up and coming quarterback like a Herbert or you know one of the rookie quarterbacks and then or like a an aging vet and then like go for upside with some other quarterbacks but usually I'm, I'm pretty comfortable having three starters and like so I don't have to worry about moving them as much but like if I w- was in your situation I'd be moving any of those guys who only have like a year or yeah. I'm not comfortable saying like it's gonna start in, in like two years. You yeah. know what I mean? Just to get something, especially if I'm contending in any way. Yeah, pure Michigan. I need uh, tight ends and running backs. Yeah, so like maybe maybe do like a a lesser tight end and one of those quarterbacks for like a better tight end, or you know what I mean, or something like that. Yeah, or that that do a was move definitely like, that. Uh, like it. This year was interesting in startups because as we went through different stages of life with COVID. Um, we really did. And that team, the pure Michigan was one of the later drafts I did. And it's definitely yeah. like my COVID team. It's heavy wide receivers and heavy quarterbacks. And typically I'm not a heavy wide receiver guy, but I just felt like going long-term and a little bit younger and taking that safer position in this draft. And I don't mind that team, but man, it, it's not how I like my teams because I right. like the running back position so much. But uh, it's definitely my COVID team, and it's kind of I kind of like it in a different way. Yeah, it's it's nice to have teams that are a little bit different. It keeps things interesting, and you know sometimes you have to really like be cognizant that that's the way you went, so that you kind of stick with that philosophy a little bit and maybe see how it plays out. Um, but a lot of times, like when I've tried to do that, I end up just my natural comfort, you know, comes out, and then I it ends up morphing into like how I want to build my team, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, but I think that's the right way to have drafted right before this COVID year, you yeah. know, the way that you did it, you took a lot of risk out by doing that. Yep. Kind of made it, I don't know. I think next year will be better for that particular team. Yeah, for but sure. They don't care about my team. They want to know who you're going to pick for studs versus studs. Oh, I know. And make sure you do this because I'm really good at this game. But oh, this I am is going your to... week, Bill. This is my week. I can feel it. And I, I actually really wanted to hear the drum solo from In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. Uh. Right after I said that, that would have been so awesome. But I'm going to go with the stud of Ben Roethlisberger, 82% owned versus Baltimore. And my dud as Jimmy Garoppolo, 36% owned versus Seattle. Seattle's defense is just a pile of poop and i know they just got uh dunlap who's gonna help with the uh a little bit of pressure on you know the quarterback but i still think that uh they're gonna be forced to to pass uh the niners they're not gonna be able to just keep trying to run the ball against seattle so i think that's gonna help jimmy gq a fair bit and baltimore's defense is no joke versus ben and you know ben can implode very easily in games so yeah I can foresee that happening this this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that one. You uh, you took my dud. You're welcome. I like that play this week. 
I don't think we're huge Jimmy G guys here, but I, I think that's a great play for this week, and I think they're going to be passing a lot more than they did last week. I agree. And so. there, this was a tough week for the Duds, though. There wasn't really many options, in my opinion. No. Um, yeah, so my Dud now, I'm going to change it so we don't double up on it. I'm going to go to um, Philip Rivers. Yep. He's a dud probably a lot because of his ownership, and uh, he's coming off a buy. Well, not be just because of his ownership, but because of his age, and he's coming off a buy. So in the format we use to play this game, is it's a Yahoo, and it's kind of redrafty, but that's what kind of keeps these, these here for us. And he's coming off the buy, so he's probably dropped a little bit. But, I mean, this is after waivers cleared. They're playing Detroit. It's middle of the road, but I'm going to take 18% owned Phillip Rivers. Yeah, he was my second uh, option on my list, so I'm right there with you. I think that's a good pick. Now, what I wanted to do, I, I'm, I don't feel as great about my. Well, you know what? Like, I'm gonna do it, and I, I always tell you not to do this, but I'm taking a uh, 99% owned Josh Allen against the Patriots oh, as my stuff. Oh man. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> right? You can do it your own way as long as you do it how I say. That's right. So that's crazy. That just happened here. I don't. I better not hear an edit in this episode where you end up changing <laughs> the name because you can't. You know, you don't want to that out that you did this. Changing my stud to Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, and I pick Tom Brady. <laughs> that's kind of who I wanted to put Jimmy G up against, though. So yeah. I don't feel as confident with Philip Rivers' matchup as I do Jimmy G's, but I'm, I'll throw it up against Josh Allen, and I still like Josh Allen. So, crazy sauce. Um, <laughs> I thought about like taking some of those Josh Allen shares and going to Herbert teams and seeing if I could get something on top of Herbert for my Josh Allen. Dude, I like that. You know what I mean? You're like, essentially buying two years on a guy who's similar to Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe more accurate. I would I would argue he absolutely is. You know, as much as I like Josh Allen, and I'm going to keep defending him, but I don't know, man. So I'm just putting that into the uh, DTC right now to see like kind of what... Where they are today? Yeah, and it looks like the difference is maybe a late second-round pick. Not as much as I thought. Yeah. But I don't hate it. Let me see. Maybe Let's, slightly more than that. Maybe a mid-second. So how about a player like Preston Williams? And I, this is totally in a vacuum. I'm not looking at any teams, but a player like Preston Williams and Herbert. That's kind of the second area. Because I kind yeah, of want to play similar. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, Preston Williams concerns me a little bit more than he did going into the year. But I think I would make that move. I th- For me, I think it's enough. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting any juice on top of them and you view them similarly, I mean, we've had these conversations the last few weeks on different shows that we've been on, you know, like with the Burrow trade and with the Herbert, or, you know, the Herbert and Burrow trade. If you if you view these guys similarly and you can get any juice on that side, why not do it? Yeah, I mean, Herbert is QB4 or QB5 in most leagues, depending on your scoring in average points. If you take away that week one, he didn't start, and his obvious bye week. Okay. He's yeah. QB4 to QB5. So just on a weird thing, but on this DTC thing, they have the pictures of the players. If you look at the photo of Justin Herbert, it looks like his eighth grade photo. 
Oh, nice. I'm going to have to look it up now. Yeah, it's kind of got like a buzz cut. And, uh, you know, it just looks completely different now, you know, because he has the longer hair. Look and up all that. Antonio Brown while you're there. I forget what it says. Like, I will. He done <laughs> or he gone or something. Yeah, he gone. Kind of funny. There's See. a few you'll look up here and there that are hilarious. Yeah. Yep. He gone. Yep. They do a good job. Yeah. Anything you wanted to add? We we try to think this. of some conversations. Oh, here was a conversation we had last night on timeline, and it kind of hurt me that I was actually had to think about this. But who would you rather have right now? Let's just say for the rest of the year, Mike Evans or Travis Fulgham. Oh man, just for the season. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so it, it is kind of nice you're not getting Godwin this week. I'm sure you guys talked a little bit about that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Travis Fulgham is like that league winner because he is so cheap. Yeah. It's just like, you know, entering the season, the values couldn't have been further away from each other. So I, I have to ask, like, am I kind of answering this from a redraft standpoint or am I? Well, how about you answer it both ways? Dynasty, I'm going Mike Evans. Okay. I just think That's he's going to hold value longer into the off season. I, yeah. I'm all about selling Mike Evans, though, at the same yeah. time. I want to make that clear. But I still feel yeah. like I should get a little bit on top of the Fulgham side. Oh, I agree with that. But and, how about just what if it's not by trading, but what it's a player you want going into the future? You know what I'm saying? On your team. Mm-hmm. Oh, like man. So just looking at it as a production yeah. standpoint, who would you prefer? And it it hurt me to think about this. Yeah. So, I mean, Rager's coming back. Yeah. Who knows how he develops and how quickly off the injury, but he'll be, I think it's going to be Fulgham and Rager. Like I'm pretty comfortable. Yep. Like I'd probably, I'd rather go out and try to get Fulgham on my teams. For sure. Quite honestly. Sure. He's yep. one of those players that, um, on one of my non contenders that I'm now like trying to compete with. Kind of, kind of. Okay that I picked up off waivers and he's almost hurt my chances of losing because I keep starting him and it's just been awesome. So he's, I I have almost a harder time taking him out of my starting lineup than I do Mike Evans as crazy as that sounds. Right. I know it's, it's insane. You're even like, even when I'm imagining that hypothetical situation for this week, I'm like, well, Godwin's gone, though, so you have to start Mike Evans. And I'm just like, wait, well, do you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, well, that's what hurt me. I'm like, what is, ooh, a trade just happened in one of my league's 14-team league. Okay. Burrow and a second for Henny, Prescott, and a first. So Derrick Henry, Prescott, and oh, a first? Oh, I'm sorry. No, Chad Henny. Okay, Chad, Chad Henny. Henny. Prescott. So Prescott and a first for Burrow and a second. Huh. I still want Prescott over Burrow. Yeah, me too. So it must just be a like a buy a quarterback for this season. Well, Joe Burrow's like completely overvalued too, in, in my opinion. And that's like even just kind of looking at some stuff, some the the seasons the way they've been. Like uh, if you don't listen to Rookie Fever, you should. But so this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler because I mean, I mean, so so Joe Burrow. I have four different scoring formats here. In one of them, Joe Burrow is quarterback 14. And in that same league, and he's played every week, okay? In that same scoring, this is actually, uh, so in that same scoring, Herbert is QB 15, missing two weeks that we talked about. And he's averaging 
30 so that's with 166 points missing two games and burrow has 171 playing every game if you do the average burrow is qb 19 and herbert's qb 4 scott fishbowl scoring that's pretty damn hard on joe burrow but uh herbert is qb 13 in scott fish and burrow is qb 19 in scott fishbowl you do the average and it actually did hurt Herbert a little bit and took him to QB six. And then the average puts Burrow at QB 20. So Scott Fishbowl, Herbert's already ahead of him after missing two weeks. You know what I mean? Like, so then another scoring, uh, Herbert's QB 16 and Burrow is QB 13 with an average of QB 18. And then Herbert is averaging QB four in that league. But I mean, so, it, it's, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, and I, maybe maybe you, you're saying Burrow's overrated. But is he overrated just in comparison to Herbert, or is he overrated in comparison to everything? Because Burrow is a young quarterback that's performing, in my yep, opinion, yep, quite well. Yep. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. So, so you're just talking more in comparison to Herbert. To everything. Oh, so you think he's overrated in general? Just a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't agree with that. I think like, he's. He's performing pretty damn well for being a rookie. I mean, I think Herbert's performing exceptionally for being a rookie, uh, but I th- still think Burrow is like somebody was just telling me that they're both on pace to ha- like potentially break the rookie passing records for yardage. Mm. So, like, I mean, it's not like he's doing terribly. <laughs> sure, sure. You know, if he's going to be breaking Andrew Luck's record, so uh, I-, I think that. I would agree that he's probably overrated comparison to Herbert, but I, I'm not on the same page with you as um, overall. I think what it is for me is j- just the overall thing is even him, and I, I think I, I made this mistake, Izzy put up a post from Dynasty Trades Calculator. A lot of, like, we're not sponsored by them. They're just awesome. No. But uh, he put up a post, like, and he wanted your top 10 overall Superflex, and I had Joe Burrow in mind. And a lot of people did. And then, I still do. And then I started thinking about it, and I'm like, huh, that's kind of crazy to put him in top 12 overall if he hasn't even been a QB1 overall. Oh, I don't I don't agree. I think that that's perfectly acceptable when he's a rookie. But, I mean, we, we even, going into the offseason, we kind of talked about Kyler Murray, and we struggled with him being there. But, I mean, he finished the season QB7. And I mean, but you got to take into account maybe Burrow. I mean, this is the first half of the season. We're not even into the second half. He has the opportunity to grow as much as anybody. You Absolutely. Know? And, and we see that a lot of times with quarterbacks where the second, I mean, second half of the season, they start to, you know, find their rhythm and find their own and kind of things start to slow down a little bit for them and, and that sort of thing. And so I, I'm, I'm still quite, quite high on Burrow, to be honest. I, I like him. I do. I have no problem with him. I want him on my teams. I, I really do. This is not like one of those things where I'm like, get rid of him. I'm not trying to crap on him. I'm just kind of questioning if we got a little ahead of ourselves. Maybe, and and I mean by like the difference of five to ten picks. Yeah, I mean it's hard to say, right? Because you're you're not drafting him to be a QB one his rookie year, right? Like, I mean that's that's where I think. Like, you mean in one to five pick or five picks in rookie in a startup? Oh, yeah, twenty twenty one twenty twenty one startup. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, that would be possibly. Um, that's so hard to quantify. I think just because, like, if you're if you're drafting Burrow, where you probably had to draft Burrow, mm-hmm. you're you're 
pretty aware that he's not going to be your QB one. Sure. And, you know, and, it's and more of a projection kind of thing. Yes. To your point, um, he's probably giving you more than you thought you would get right away. Yep. Yep. So I, 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 that is a good point. I hear you, Bill. I just feel like we thrusted him up a little bit quicker. I think we gave him some of those cool points. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I mean, I, I think that that, that is like we were talking about earlier with those other wide receivers and that sort of thing and, mm-hmm. and, and Minshew and all that. Like, yeah. I think, I think there is some value in that, that we even may draft people earlier because of that. You know, it's all, it's like marketing essentially. Yeah, yep. And, and yeah, IAPs. I mean, that's totally valid. Yeah. I added him on some of my teams cause I, and I'm very happy with him because I like right. the dude, you know what I mean? And there's yeah, a reason, yeah. you know, why do I like him? Because probably cause he is a cool bastard, you know? And, <laughs> And and that's it. The dude's smoking a stogie after the game. You know, it's just those kind of things. And for sure. So we all fall into that hype, whether it's consciously or unconsciously at times. Yeah. So, yeah, I can buy into that. Yeah. And, and, and Bill, I want to be clear. I'm not like these. And I don't think you're doing this at all. But these often turn into those things where it's like, well, you hate Joe Burrow. And it's like, no, <laughs> right. I just like. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I got you. Yeah, we're, we're on the same page. Yeah, we're having a conversation. That's all there is. So yeah, it's um, that's how like actually I am now on on timeline. I am I hate uh, Drew Locke. Like that's what it's turned into is that I hate Drew Locke just because I said <laughs> I need to see him do it before I yeah. buy into him. Well, and, it kind of sounded like that today too. It sounded like yeah. You hate see, Drew Locke. so apparently I hate Drew Locke. So yeah, just go go ahead and uh, got you back, Josh. In. I got you. I'm taking the timeline out of my Twitter bio just so I have room to say Drew Locke hater. <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> with that said you should always check out our other shows he mentioned timeline i do rookie fever with Panero, and of course check yeah. out Superflex super show this is super flexible what did i miss i don't know um, yeah i don't know taking over this um, world but yeah definitely listen to rookie rookie fever just it's a great you guys do like a great process of like evaluating weekly and you can really get a kind of start to see trends of how certain rookies are performing. I, it's a great tool. And I, I think that that you guys do something different than, you know, pretty much everybody else during the regular season. Yeah. And thanks. I appreciate that. It kind of gives us a, a heads up because you can watch like, they're not always like those games that are super big or super huge, like rookie weeks, you know, but you can start yep. to see the consistency and, yep. And who's going in and out of it. And, um, yeah, thanks, dude. I appreciate that. For sure. Um, follow at Brian Har, John Hogue. Yes. Stupid fucks, dude. All those guys. Hogue put out a show yesterday. probably yesterday by the time you're listening to this with Jacob Bine. That's a good listen. Check that out. Yeah. And he's a good listen, too. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. What else? You don't have to take us serious, but you better know we're coming. <laughs> and trade for Joe Burrow. Ooh. So tough to acquire, though. Yeah, no question. I'm not going to argue with adding him to my teams, but so tough to acquire. Like, Yeah, nobody's getting rid of him. Nope, I But did. I think that you can still find buy- sellers for Herbert just because there's going to be people who don't quite believe yet, you know? Not Brian Hart. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's Patrick Mahomes, according to her. 
I know. I love how we were talking to Brian Har, and I mentioned I said Herbert over Burrow, and he said I now I'm crazy, but he put him like with Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I love, I love this. I love our group chat. It's hilarious. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> You'll hear from Har next week. Yeah. I'll take uh, Drew Brees as my stud. Um, go back to the well on that one. Another bad matchup. And uh, now he's down even more wide receivers. <laughs> so, and then uh, for my dud, give me uh um, Drew Locke, uh, bounce back time, Got, gets the Chargers, easiest uh, easiest opponent that he's had, easiest matchup that he's had yet this season. So I don't know that he's going to make it back to uh, top 10 territory where I originally had him, um, but I think that we're going to start to see uh, a bounce back now that the schedule lightens up. 